0: Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at mace denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale alum to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. They have it all, and they especially always have great stuff going on when the Avalanche play. They are playing tonight. 7.30 is the faceoff at Ball Arena, and they are featuring two-for-one pitchers of Stella Beer. Every seat is going to be a great seat to watch the Avs tonight. And during intermission, if you like to play pool, there isn't one or two pool tables to choose from. They have a pool hall of 15 tables. Plus, they have the best happy hour in Lakewood, and they are right smack dab in the middle of it. Right now, 3 until 7 every day, 2 for 1, wine, well, and drafts. Again, every day, 3 until 7 o'clock. Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood, I'm telling you, has something for everyone. Go there for tonight's Avs game. Enjoy the happy hour right now and two-for-one pictures of Stella. Time now for The Buzz.
1: The Buzz is
0: presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in a guy that I've known for 25 years when I was a a sports anchor at WKBW in Buffalo. Uh, One of the main voices of the Buffalo Sabres was Pete Weber, and he was so good on the call. And then the Nashville Predators, in their inaugural season, snagged him from Buffalo to a kind of a decent town in Nashville, which now is an amazing town to go to (laughs) if you like to Mm -hmm. honky-tonk. And it is easily, all due respect, avalanche fans one of the best hockey towns in america pete how are you my friend
1: i'm doing very well eric and thank you for that introduction now please tell me how much do i owe you or are you just going to request a candle
0: well no you sent me the email of what to read i would request you do better (laughs) with your punctuation and your grammar but i was able to ad-lib through it
1: very good very good
0: thank you all right, so we all know what happened in Game 1. I'm guessing it's a game the Predators would like to completely forget. So what do they need to do differently tonight?
1: Yeah, they have to be Dennis Eckersley for Game 2 of the 1988 World <laughs> Series. And, and forget about uh, Kirk Gibson and what he did, even though Jack Buck didn't believe what he had just seen. But uh, it, it would help if you could have that sort of memory of that of a closer Uh, A big-time closer at the major league level. Uh, But the other thing they have to do is just avoid the start like they had on Tuesday night. I mean, that was absolutely abysmal. And you think about, you know, two goals and 220 to get the game started. That's not the best way to, uh, you can't even say ease your way, into the playoffs. Starting Connor Ingram tonight, of course, who uh, came in in relief. Uh, What do you expect from him in this game? Well, I think he's going to be nice and stable. He's coming off a 31-season in the American Hockey League. So I think he'll – and he's a very calm guy. David Riddick the other night, that was his first ever Stanley Cup playoff start. And you never know what to expect in those circumstances. And I'm not putting all the blame on uh, on Riddick at all for that game. It it was a really, truly a team effort, (laughs) and a team effort in the, the most negative of senses.
0: Okay, so is it as simple as Nashville has to forecheck better?
1: Uh, Coaches want to make it that simple. I want to make it that simple. I think that that is what took them to their victories this season. And, uh, yeah, they just barely got into the playoffs, as it turned out. But the forecheck game is what has been really a hallmark ever since John Hines came in and took over and sort of uh, polished what Peter Laviolette has left, and get the four-check going for the Preds. Do you fit, did you sense when, when, after that start, did you feel like uh, the Predators, even though it's a team that's got a fair amount of playoff experience, even though the runs haven't been deep the last few years, did they? Did you get a sense that they kind of got down on themselves after that or after those two quick goals? I Well, that might have been the immediate response, but I didn't feel they were that way. Uh, talking with them after the game and throughout the day yesterday and earlier today. Uh, you know, and, and Eric knows what I lived through uh, in Buffalo. Uh, there was a certain game against the Houston Oilers back in 1993 <laughs> where they where they fell down in that game 35-3 to and then came back and won 41-38 in overtime. So uh, I'm not one of those that thinks that you should permanently be down after, you know, a bad start. And that, <laughs> that Bad start was one that uh, the Bills were able to recover from because they were able to put things together again, beginning in the third quarter.
0: We are talking with Pete Weber, longtime voice of the Nashville Predators. He was their inaugural voice in their first season. Uh, I don't know if you know the name Brian. I didn't get
1: invited to the inaugural ball. You know that was that was the bad thing.
0: How, how did that go for you?
1: I didn't. I didn't get a chance to get invited to it. I, I have no. You know. Yeah. I'm, that's where I feel really neglected.
0: Right. Uh, I, I've been blessed to have a lot of friends who are play-by-play guys. And one of them, yep. his name is Brian Davis. And every time he used to come yeah. on the show, do you know Brian?
1: Yeah, we were, matter of fact, we were both involved in the uh, wedding ceremony at Pete of the Memphis Grizzlies, Wow, uh, several years ago. Huh. And, and here's, uh, we were talking about weddings earlier today, and I'm not going to take any personal news out of this, Eric. But uh, <laughs> this, this was a, uh, we had just had a game the night before here. And I flew back overnight. I got at my home in Nashville at 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the morning, and I had to be at a Saturday afternoon wedding in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And that's a three-hour drive in and of itself. Right. So my wife was all excited to go over. We jumped in my Jeep, drove over. Lo and behold, I was so tired, I didn't bring my wedding attire with me. Oh. What I had was uh, flip-flops, T-shirt, cargo shorts, and that was it. So we drove quickly to Lansky's, who used to uh, and did uh, clothe Elvis Presley back in the day, in the hotel there. And for less than $930, I was fully retired for that wedding in less than 25 minutes. Well, like
0: uh, like Elvis, did you show up all drugged out and drunk?
1: Well, and I had peanut butter and banana sandwiches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. By the way, my understanding is peanut butter and banana sandwiches started here in Denver.
1: I heard that as well, yep. and I wonder if Elvis picked up on that while on tour here.
0: He might have. So I want to get back to Brian. And by the way, my relationship yeah, with Brian sorry. is I interned for him when I was in college. That's how okay. deep our relationship goes. Anyway, so yeah. he was doing the he was the play by play voice of the Oklahoma City Thunder. We used to have him on the show, right? And I would ask him questions, and he, he has such a great sense of humor. And when I would ask him a question that was kind of pushing the line, he would say to me on the air, because of our relationship, he would say, Eric, you know I drink the Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. So he, yeah. you know yeah. he can only answer it a certain way. With that, Pete, I know you drink the Kool-Aid, but with that, how much of a chance do you think the Predators truly have in this series?
1: I can tell you much better after this game tonight to see how they respond, Right. but I think they still have a decent chance. Uh, prior to the playing of game number two of the series. Uh, if they don't perform well, it could be very short. It's often, it's often a uh, a wild atmosphere uh, at Predators' playoff games over the years. So looking past game two, what can the Avs expect walking in Nashville for game three? Saturday afternoon is going to be very, very loud without any question. Uh, there will be... Section three hundred three is sort of like the ringleader of the fans. They are the ones who do the. I'm, I can't compare it to anything else other than Japanese baseball fan chants. That they all have cards. They all know to respond to which number when, and uh, it takes over much of the arena. So it's going to be loud. Uh, if the ABS play well, as they did in game number one, they could quiet them. But that's going to, I think, be a very very difficult thing to do so the atmosphere is going to be critical for the predators saturday not to mention how they handle the atmosphere here tonight in game number two
0: kind of like maybe the dog pound in cleveland when the old browns Without were there the maybe like the <laughs> south stands here in denver where the broncos play similar
1: yeah. yeah yeah i agree with that yeah and you know i did baseball for many many years with the old denver zephyrs and the buffalo bisons and uh I had one of the most memorable baseball games I ever called, and I called over 2,500 of them. Uh, right here in this
0: city, Pete. By the way, speaking of the Buffalo Bison, you and I are going on the Wayback machine, <laughs> okay? And yep. Dan O'Dowd used to be the general yep. manager here, right? And I and I and he, was in I, charge
1: of our farm system.
0: And right? I say to people all the time, and people get on Dan O'Dowd, and I understand he wasn't a very likable guy when he was here, and he and I had a wonderful relationship. People don't understand what an eye for talent this guy had because when I was there yes, between '94 and '96, if I'm not mistaken, and makes you a big baseball fan. Mm-hmm. I believe their lineup featured Herbert Perry, Casey Kandel, yep. Brian Giles, and there's yes. one other big guy I am missing who was a stud.
1: Because um, it might have been a little bit early yet for Alex Ramirez, who came on and did so very, very well.
0: That's right. But, yeah. Jeremy Burnitz. Tremendous.
1: Burnitz. J- Jeremy Burnitz, yes. And Giles Jeremy were Burnitz. corner
0: outfielders.
1: Yeah. And Burnitz, what an arm. Yep. What an arm he had aside from being a good clutch hitter.
0: And if Herbert Perry wasn't so injury-prone, he would have been a great Major League Baseball player.
1: Yes, and and still he was the guy who handed the ball off to Emmett Smith in college football.
0: That's unbelievable. I want to go way back with you to 1998, because I visited okay. you in the press box during the inaugural season. I went with my cousin, who still has season tickets, and lives in Nashville to the Predators. And I was blown away back then, knowing what I know now about what kind of hockey town Nashville is, and you could probably explain it better to me, up on the Jumbotron, it would say icing, and then they would literally give a definition, Offside, Right. Literally give it, and I was laughing, thinking, do these people truly know nothing? But you were basically armed with educating these fans, weren't you?
1: Yeah, Terry Crisp and I held Hockey 101 classes in what was, uh, there was a theater in the Arena Tower, Right. which is now occupied by Sirius XM Radio but we did that for 3 years at least we also had rental uh radios for the arena where we had hockey 101 radio where we had a guy that would sit upstairs and if people had this radio would have our play by play but if something of interest came up he would then explain to them what had just happened and and that I think really helped to accelerate uh, the knowledge base of the fans there it had then uh, Minor League Hockey in Nashville, going back to 1962, the old Dixie Flyers team. Then they had uh, the South Stars, the Minnesota North Stars Central mm-hmm. Hockey League Farm Club. And after that, the Nashville Knights in the ECHL. So they had had about 50-plus years of Minor League Hockey. But let's just say they played in a small building, Municipal Auditorium, where the CMA Awards or CMT Awards were just broadcast from. And uh, it didn't grab the people like this has.
0: By the way, I loved living in Buffalo. I, I don't know how much you love living in Buffalo. but living Absolutely in, tremendous. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I, I stick up for that city all the time. But living in Nashville has got to be awesome.
1: It is. But i got to tell you, what I'm a part of a group, is part of the Nashville Bills backers, We're 150 people right. are out there on Sundays. Wait, you're hashtag Twitter Bills
0: Mafia? It. Is that who you are? Yep. Is that you? Yep. Huh. I'm one of them. By the way, somebody said something to me, and this is a little Nashville trivia. Am I correct that the city was built on limestone and there are no basements in the metro area because of
1: that? Well, if you hear the song that is the anthem of the University of Tennessee, Rocky Top, yep. yes, that pretty well tells the story. I remember even my wife and I trying to dig a little bit of a hole to plant a tree in our early years there at our house, and uh, it wasn't long before we hit the rock. I mean, i got to tell you, <laughs> it was... all of a sudden there's this jolt going through your body from the shovel hitting rock.
0: Pete, I say this because I love you. So please take this the right way. I hope you have, I hope you enjoy being in Denver for another night and I hope not to see you again until next
1: season. I understand because you have Kool-Aid as well.
0: No, I don't. We're not, we're not part of the broadcast (laughs) team, but I want them to win. I definitely want them to win. And by the way, next time I'm in Nashville, let's, let's grab lunch. Let's go grab something a drink for sure. Okay, let's
1: have lunch at uh, Pete and Terry's Bar, which is part of the uh, Bridgestone Arena.
0: Are you serious? You have your own bar?
1: Yeah, Terry Chris and myself are in there, and you can even see uh, in one of the uh, trophy cases there is my old Buffalo Sabers TV blazer.
0: Well, are you? How much are you going to charge me for chicken fingers? Nothing. How about fireball shots? I get a pretty good
1: deal on there. Fireball shots? <laughs> fireball shots. That might be a little <laughs> bit additional. Yeah.
0: Okay. Hey, Pete, have a good call tonight for the Predators. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Eric, thank you. I appreciate you asking me. Take care.
0: See man. The great Pete Weber coming up after the break and not the bowler, the broadcaster. Um, Russell Wilson, jersey sales. He's a Bronco now. Where is he? On the list. We'll talk about it next. That's where you going to go.